This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with Dr. Ashanda St. John. Uh, Dr. St. John is the chair of the obstetrics and gynecology department at the Health Alliance of the Hudson Valley. And she's going to tell us about the Health Alliance of the Hudson Valley and a lot more. Dr. St. John, can you take a moment? We'll talk today about priorities, where you're most focused here, what you're most excited about, and a lot more. Can you take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us about the Health Alliance of the Hudson Valley? Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, my name is Ashonda St. John. I'm a board certified OBGYN. Um, I have been in practice for over 20 years and I joined um, Health Alliance in 2020, coming here from the city, working at a major medical center in the city for many years. And I think, you know, it was around the COVID pandemic and, you know, wanted to kind of look at a different um way of caring for patients in a different setting. And coming here has been just a real revitalization of my career, my goals, and just my mantra to help others. And it has been also an introduction to rural medicine, which is very different than what I trained and what I was accustomed to, but also a recognition that there are social determinants of health that impact our patients in the rural setting. And ensuring that there is healthcare access and healthcare equity is always the highest priority that I have. Um, I am um, one of six children born and raised in New York City. Um, two of us are physicians. My brother is a family medicine physician. He works at um, in Long Island at Stony Brook Medical Center. And um, I was always drawn to OBGYN because it was the perfect combination of um, caring for patients in the outpatient setting, the excitement of delivering babies on the obstetrical side, and then also doing gynecologic surgery and kind of being more curative in terms of problems that um, our patient population may face. Um, it has always been part of my goal and purpose to really care for others and be in servitude of others and understanding that right now we have a public health crisis across the United States with maternal morbidity and mortality. And so one of the things that really, really drew me to Ulster County and to this part of the Hudson Valley is understanding how we, how more maternal mortality has impacted, but also how we can be um, transformative in care models that really, really, you know, address the needs of the patients and making sure that we have a patient-centered approach and really putting the patients at the forefront. So that is part of what I have been doing since I arrived here. And, you know, we are excited about our new hospital that just opened on December 14th and our new birthing center with eight beautiful, new, spacious um, labor and delivery Sweet. So, you know, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of great things happening, and a lot of ways that we can really, really dedicate our service to the community. Dr. St. John, thank you so much. There's a lot of subjects there. I, there's, there's infant mortality, there's rural versus city medicine, there's careers, obstetrics versus gynecology, and, and a lot more. I want to ask you one question before we get started. You're from a family of six children, two of them became doctors. Yes. Are the other four still permitted to come to family events? 
as long as it's not an episode of, of Grey's Anatomy or the ER. That, that's, that's usually what the ground rules are at um at Thanksgiving and at Christmas time. No, no medical conversations, no medical discussions. <laughs> Well, fantastic. So talk to me about this. How far are you from New York City? I mean, semi-rural or rural? How far are you, are you is where you're at from New York City? Yeah, so we're approximately um, uh, about 90 minutes to two hours um, from New York City. So, you know, it is a dis- this has been a really different kind of environment um, for me to work in um, as opposed to what I've been accustomed to for many, many years. And what does the capacity of physicians look like? Sort of the census of physicians where you are just an hour to two hours away from New York City compared to New York City is like, obviously, we're facing tremendous shortages in obstetrics, gynecology, and really all specialists throughout the United States, some more acute than others. How different is it just an hour and a half to two hours outside the city versus the city in terms of the availability of physician coverage, the availability of obstetrics gynecology. How, how does that look to you in one place versus the other? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I guess there's different healthcare models, right? And so in an urban center where there is a high volume, certainly you would have more doctors, um, you know, in place. And certainly they may be in the hospital working exclusively as opposed to being on call from home. I think that one of the biggest things that we have seen since COVID is that it's not only physicians, but it's all the healthcare teams are showing that there are, um, you know, deficiencies and that we are working so hard to make sure that we have appropriate staffing so that we can best tailor the experience for the patients and serve all their needs. I think also, you know, one of the things that I recognize in coming into Ulster County is that this area was a medical desert for GYN specialties. So we had OB, but if my patient needed to see a urogynecologist or a minimally invasive surgeon or a gyne-oncologist, that was where there was certainly a deficit. And so one of the things I did after kind of doing a needs assessment of Ulster County and of the area that I'm working in in Kingston and in the surrounding communities that we serve is that we don't have the GYN subspecialties. And with our affiliation with Westchester Medical Center and with their you know, undying support, what we've been able to do is get those GYN subspecialties to actually come see the patients here in Kingston. So there's not a transportational hardship for our patients, but also that those patients who require surgery those surgeries can be done locally. So there is not a hardship in driving a distance or if you have to stay overnight for family or friends to visit, everything is done locally. So we had developed systems. And again, this is all a development in transformational care, right? And having those subspecialties locally so that we can provide that comprehensive women's health care services and care that everyone deserves. And that's that's fascinating, right? And it's if the old model was we had to try and have full time those subspecialties there, whatever neighborhood what is, whatever area it was. Now it's how do we figure out alliances to make sure we've got the subspecialty access that we need, knowing that we're not going to have it 100 percent of the time, but we're going to have it enough for what we need. We hope. I mean, it's sort of a and it takes a lot of work to coordinate that, doesn't it? 
Yeah, you know, see what has happened. And, and, and I'll give you an example. So we first had our urogynecologist coming once a month. And the volume and the demand was so high because patients were so happy to not have to travel to Albany or down to Westchester to see a urogynecologist. And I think also what we saw during the pandemic is a lot of patients didn't seek out or see a doctor, right? And so now we're almost kind of playing catch up to symptoms that may have been occurring for, you know, quite some times that weren't addressed for whatever reason, whether it was, you know, healthcare access, was it in, in insurance needs or whatever. And so since we started our urogynecology uro services here in Kingston, we've actually had to increase it to twice a month because the demand is so high. And we are actually looking at possibly having it, if not three times a month or weekly because that is the demand and the need in this area. In addition to that, on our obstetric side, you know, there was no maternal fetal medicine specialist in this area at all. And one of the other things, when I expressed this to my, you know, my partners down in Westchester, what happened is our chair of our maternal fetal medicine department understood the need that I was expressing. And she actually comes up herself twice a month to do ultrasonography on our obstetric patients and also to do maternal fetal medicine consultations. So, you know, having that partnership, having that support has been crucial. And that has enabled us to really provide this comprehensive care network for this, this, this community, this um, and all the surrounding communities as well. I sometimes have patients driving an hour, two hours to see me. And you know, when I first came up here, I, I'm gonna actually be very, very honest. You know, you don't think that New York State is so big. <laughs> and so when I had a patient that she drew, drove an hour and a half to two hours to see me, I was like, oh my gosh. And so one of the first things I did is I told my team, I don't care how late a patient is, I want to see everyone because they may be driving an hour, two hours. And it's not like city traffic where it's like stop and go. No, this is like highway, an hour, an hour and a half. So it's kind of understanding the community you serve, understanding the population, but also the rural social determinants of health. And so with that, we can then create a system so that we can better serve the patients. And, and, and take a moment on the transformation of yourself personally, moving from sort of growing up in a, in a city environment, New York City, practicing in a city environment, now moving to a semi-rural environment. So I take it semi-rural. It's not, it's not is, it, is it truly rural or semi-rural? How, how does it look where you're at? Um, you know, it's interesting. So I actually, even though I was born and raised in New York City, I actually went to boarding school in Massachusetts. So I have been, you know, um, exposed to New England and, and those environments. I also trained um, at Yale and at Danbury. So I also, um, you know, uh, you know, I have adapted in years ago to, you know, cold winters and snow and those things. Um, so it's not so rural. Like, um, you know, we have, a, a, I would say, um, I don't know how to grade the amount of ruralness, but, um, you know, we have a lot of stores and things to do. It's, you know. Right. But in terms of the healthcare situation, it's past the suburbs into yes. the semi-rural to where there's shortages in some areas that are more acute in other areas. 
it's not like New York City where you've got all the subspecialists, you know, uh, within a mile or two miles or three miles. But even even in the even in New York City, I take it access to subspecialists has got to be brutal, like it is in many places. Even though they're there, there's not enough of them. So it, it, it must be interesting to see sort of the healthcare, how healthcare is delivered in this, you know, past the suburbs into whatever where do they call it today, semi-rural, ex urban, or rural. Quite different in terms of how you align people with physicians and caregivers and providers. Is, is that yeah. a fair assessment or, or? No, that's that's actually a great way of describing what what is happening. And I think what happens is, you know, it's also a navigation of care, right? And, you know, sometimes I wish we could have like a healthcare concierge, right? Or just an, at least some sort of coordination. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I had to develop is just relationships in the beginning, right? So who's the endocrinologist in town? Who's, you know, the the who are the PCPs, you know, and how can we align each other and work better so that all of the needs of our patients are met. And I, I agree with you. I think that's a very, very fair statement is that, you know, there is definitely um, less opportunities for our patients in terms of sus subspecialties. And sometimes it, it, it contributes to a difficulty in getting those appointments. But I think that you know, that's why we have to provide kind of a transformative care where sometimes you have to look out of the box. You know, when I first started here in my practice, I said, you know, I would like to meet once a week and do what we call a maternal medical home. So medical home is kind of a multidisciplinary system where you kind of go over the patients and really kind of create a customized approach to their management and treatment plan. Well, I wanted to do the same thing for our obstetric patients, you know, because again, we understand that there are mental health needs. Um, we understand even with COVID, COVID need, or even medical conditions. And so there is an opportunity that we can just customize the approach or identify certain needs that they may need so that we can ensure that those things happen. Um, I think one of the great things we learned in COVID is the elevation of the virtual platform and the opportunity for telemedicine. And so, you know, when there is opportunities like in terms of our telegenetics department or our tele mental health department or a telepsych, you know, these have been great opportunities for our patients to get the services that they need remotely, but also on their television or their phone screens. And so this kind of addresses some of the transportational issues or barriers to care that may exist. It, would, it sure helps. And talk for a moment about obstetrics gynecology. Is it an area where there's tremendous shortages in the semi-rural areas? What does that look like? I mean, because 330 million Americans, obviously the aging Americans need gynecological help. At least the women do, they don't need obstetrics help. I mean, past a certain age, they don't at least. But, but what does it look like? I'm such as gynecology, both in the U.S. generally, are there huge shortages like in so many other specialties? And is it worse in the in the more remote areas versus the, you know, the, the, the large metropolitan cities? I mean, at least the large metropolitan cities have become magnets for physicians. So it's still hard to get specialists, but there's lots of physicians in the large metropolitan cities. What does that look like for obstetrics gynecology? Yeah, I think you're you're completely right. I think, like you said, 
you know, cities or magnets, whereas sometimes the rural settings, because there are no roots in those areas, they don't have family, they don't have friends, you know, there may not be as many things to do in, in urban settings that they're not as attractive or they don't draw as many physicians. But I think that what is important is that, you know, I think most rural areas, including ours, we use locum physicians um, and we make sure that we are completely staffed Every day there is an obstetrician on call. We never have any deficits or openings or, you know, any kind of haphazard anything in our schedule. So our hospital is completely staffed, but it can be challenging. Um, sometimes you take more calls than you would like to, to make sure that we provide obstetric care 24-7. Um, but like you said, you know, given everything, because I think that people, there were a lot of people that introspectively decided to do other things after COVID or, you know, have a, a new chapter or wanted a different work-life balance. And so, you know, that has been challenging. Um, but also what I find is a lot of people do find rural areas more attractive than urban areas because, you know, it's less stress, there's a better work-life balance, there's more outdoor activities, hiking trails, um, skiing, those type of things. So, you know, every everyone has their pros and cons, um, but certainly I think our struggle has not been anything different than what's been happening across the United States. But a hundred percent. So some of my friends that are obstructions, OB-GYNs, it, 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 you know, the call by a certain age is just exhausting. What's your sense of call and how does that, you know, having to take more call, is that sustainable? And does that lead to some more shortages? How do we deal with those? Are those issues that are dealable? Is there just no way around them? Yeah, I, you know, I think that's, well, I think that we have to also look at different types of obstetric teams, right? Because, you know, not only obstetricians, take call and deliver babies. You can also add a layer of um, midwifery services, midwives as well, um, deliver babies, and then also family medicine physicians. So I think that there's opportunities to be creative, um, but also to understand that there are different types of obstetric providers that may not be an obstetrician per se. Now, an obstetrician will have to do any kind of surgical intervention for a delivery. However, you know, um, a vaginal delivery, again, can be done by, you know, different members of an obstetric team. But I think certainly, um, so, you know, after, I mean, I've graduated from medical school 25 years ago. Um, so I've been taking call for a long time. Um, um, certainly, I think that, you know, what is sometimes more attractive in the rural settings is it's not as high volume as the urban settings. So the calls are, are a bit different. Um, and so that is what sometimes is the advantage for pulling people more to a rural setting is that there is a difference in the degree or severity of the call. Because as you already described, you know, it can be um, exhausting, right? And so we want to make sure that we also understand that there is physician burnout. And so we want to make sure that there's opportunities for self-care. Um, mental health services and, you know, and making sure that our physicians are supported. So we try to kind of tackle on all fronts. Thank you very much. It's so, it's so fascinating. You mentioned 
midwife race. So, so my my first cousin is like a sister to me. Her mm-hmm. wife partner is a midwife. What advice for midwives today? What what can you tell us about midwives today? Uh, she's magnificent. They raise her kids in Chappaqua, New York City, so so not that far from the whole world that you are inhabiting. What advice for midwives today, and where do they fit into this? Well, I think they fit in. I mean, I think midwives are taught under a certain midwife philosophy, and I think that there's a lot of data that supports midwifery in obstetrics, you know, in terms of decrease um, preterm birth, decrease in um, in low birth weight, increase in breastfeeding, increase in compliance with prenatal visits. So I think that, you know, it is just another opportunity to make sure that patients are supported and they're provided with the best care. Um, I think also if we want to really have a formative discussion, we can add doulas into it. Um, doulas are another type of support for birthing people that, again, you know, these are ways that we can truly combat maternal mortality and morbidity, but also at the same time support our patients. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it so much. What, what, a, what a magnificent perspective that you have, um, Dr. St. John. Just fantastic. I know I've kept you much longer than I promised, but it was fascinating to hear what's going on both in the Hudson Valley and obstetrics gynecology today. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity to share what we're doing up in Kingston and, you know, happy to see any patients if you're up our way. Thank you so much.